When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, yes, yes. Glad to have you back around. That's Deem. I'm Kay, and this is the Biscayne Breakdown. Um, as always, first off, what's up, Deem? How you doing? I'm doing good. I came in late a little bit, but, you know, I'm ready. Hey, brother, look, long as you're here, I'm just trying to knock it one. I'm just trying to, you know what I mean, knock one out. You already know. You know what I mean? Get a little chit-chat in about the Miami Heat. Um, talk to the people a little bit. You know how we do. Um, listen, bro. So we're going to jump right into it. Like I said, we ain't going to take up too much of these people's time, but we do want to, you know, like we always have said, become a little more consistent um, and just try to talk to them as much as we can. The Miami Heat last played on Thursday night against the Golden State Warriors in Golden State. Golden State was coming into a game, coming into the game on an eight-game home winning streak. Uh, nobody had beaten them um, on their home floor in eight games is what I'm saying, in case you didn't understand the verbiage. Um, of course, they're still without Draymond Green, but they're seeing guys like Dario Sarge, guys like uh, Trace Jackson um, step up. Uh, I mean, Jack, whatever his name is, I like him out of Indiana, um, the big guy. Um, seeing him step up, um, you know, seeing other guys actually try to fill in, you know, their rookie. Um, I can't pronounce his name. I don't want to mess it up, but I know it's like Pete Potosim. You know what I'm saying? That brother. Um, he's balling like they, you know, they've had a couple of guys step up, but, um, uh, eventually Miami was able to go in there and end that eight game home winning streak. Um, and they were able to do it in very convincing fashion. Um, they held Stephen Curry down, they held Clay Thompson down. Um, and they really actually from the second quarter on, well, from the second half, the beginning of the second half on, um, from the top of the third period to the end of the game, it was never in question. Um, so Jeff, that was kind of an introduction to the game. I'm sure we'll get into the nitty gritty and the details. Um, what's your thoughts on how that, um, how Thursday night's game went as we're coming to you on Friday. So you may hear it say last night, I'll be coming to you on Friday evening here. Um, so what's your thoughts on how the Miami East latest game went against the Golden State Warriors on Thursday night? Day? Uh, they played better than what I expected. Honestly, um, I thought, I thought it was going to be a good game all around from both teams. Thought it was going to be a lot of back and forth fighting. But uh, Miami just dominated that whole game. Oh, I'm not going to say dominated, but they, you know, they they played great that whole game. 
defensively was 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 like great. It was a masterpiece. Like like I said, go to state. Both teams has been pretty up and down. They both some pretty great teams. Um, but I didn't expect them to to you know really manhandle them like they did. You know, Steph Curry was like like that wasn't Steph Curry. He just had an off night. But I think the defense did play a part in that. Um, Miami got their fourth win without Jimmy Butler, so they they four and zero in these games without Jimmy. That's that's pretty good. I didn't I didn't expect them to be this good without Jimmy, but you know they they've been they've been pretty good so far. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Kevin Love, okay? Like he's not getting the the attention and the respect that he deserves, man. I, I know he don't have big numbers, you know, but he bro he's been playing he's been playing solid, like really solid, man. Shout out to K Love. You know, man, I would dare say um, more than solid and not from the perspective overall, because you're right, solid at at worst, just generally, if you're a fan of the game, you say, okay, love is real super solid. But I notated it um, maybe like a week or so ago, and I don't know if it was me and you on the episode, if I was on the main pod or somebody else had hopped on the breakdown with me. But, um, yo, when we were without Bam, Kevin Love's presence was so – like it was crucial like to us that was more than solid like it was a must-have i mean those are those games where he was giving you double digit scoring we're not ain't i'm talking 24 25 30 whatever whatever but he was giving you 16 18 knocking down big threes but he was grabbing you double digit boards and that was the key of course he was playing his elite positional defense he's not an elite defender but if you're just talking about the aspect of positional defense He's among the best to do it. And that's why you look at his charge-taking ability and just his ability to be in the right place. Like, a guy like him that's never been super uber-athletic, you know, like the commentators like to say, if he jump up in the air, you couldn't stick a sheet of paper up on him. Has never been that. But the reason he's been able to thrive and survive, of course, is because of his, you know, his subtle trickiness, his intelligence as a basketball player, um, his, his, his intuitiveness, of course, um, his strength, his ability to rebound the ball. But he's been able to survive, shoot the ball, but his ability to survive defensively has been about being a very, 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 very good to elite position of defender, whether that's just knowing where to be, knowing how to elevate yourself vertically while keeping your hands straight up, even if you're not going to get as high, just being that barrier with straight up arms and um, allowing yourself to be that target when it comes to taking charges. No, I 100% agree with you, man. Um, I love the move when we picked up K-Love last year. Um, I thought it would be very, very good to see him in the Heat offseason program and to see him get some time. And I tell you what, I noted this like three weeks ago. I know I tweeted it. Um, seeing K-Love in that offseason Heat conditioning program has done wonders for him because he's thinner. He got a little more bounce in his step, and you can see it. He's moving better than he did last year. So, I mean, just to continue to reiterate what you said, Dean, Nah, he's been super duper crucial, man. I, I can't I can't say enough about him either. Um, back to what you were saying about that Miami Heat defense, and I was gonna mention the numbers at first, but I wanted to be specific, and I knew you wanted to get your thoughts out. Stephen Curry, um, in that game went three of 15, two of eight from three. You had Clay Thompson who went four of eleven from the field, two of six from three. Um, Chris Paul, three of six from the field, Andrew Wiggins, four of eleven, Trace Jackson Davis, four of nine. Dario Sarge, four or five. Of course, he, you know, did a little something. Moses Moody, four of eight. And Brandon Pozemski, four of nine. I mean, nobody shot extremely well against this Miami Heat defense. 
And when you're talking about a 114 to 102 victory, which really wasn't indicative of the way that the second half went, as the Miami Heat, of course, kind of did what they did, um, which is let up again, or let up a little bit towards the end. Um, like you said, man, you you pull back off it a little bit, but for the most part in the second half, you could say they dominated from wire to wire. It was all Miami Heat. Anytime the Warriors made a play that you thought they were finna swing the momentum back, um, the Miami Heat counter. And you love to see that, as you mentioned again, especially without Jimmy Butler, especially without a guy like Kyle Lowry, who for every all anybody can say. Um, and of course, that's a debate me and you have had without a guy like him to stabilize and just other guys that are missing, like Caleb Martin and Josh Richardson. Um, so what what else you got on that game, man? Did you want to say anything else specifically about the game before we get into a little specifics? Uh, I forgot Caleb. Caleb's been out so much this year. I forgot he was on the team. But uh, yeah, I, I know. Wow, you, I know you, I'm not. I'm not just gonna let you walk away from that. So you continue <laughs> what you got to say, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm get back with you on that real quickly. Uh, I know you said we wasn't. I, you know, you you wanted to give it a little bit more. You didn't want to touch on it yet, but. I, I gotta speak about it. Now, I'm gonna be quick, but uh, Tyler, you no, know, his, his shot selection is. is I, I don't know, Kay. I knew you. Like, I, I knew you were gonna I, I, do I try it. To I be, knew you were gonna do it. Yeah, man. Like I try to be as positive with Tyler as much as I can this year because I said I didn't want to, you know, do this to him. But it's like. Take some, like, so, like, it's hard for him to score the ball. Start back at the top of your take. Start back at the top of your take. I think he was a little in and out. You had a little confusion, disruption. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Am I good now? Can I, I'm I'm there. Oh, no, you good, you good. No, you you definitely here. Now, what was you saying? You said you had to say it. You know I wanted to give it a little more, but start back at the top of what you were saying because I knew you was about to fire him up. Uh no yes about about Tyler uh I I just you know like his shot selection at times be god awful like it just it's just bad and and last night was one of those nights to where he was just awful it's just like you know I understand Tyler's gonna be a great offensive player man like you can see it like you can, you obviously see it but it's just times where it's just like he's like. It looked so hard for him to score the ball, and when he was out, it felt like I feel like the ball was moving a little bit better when when he wasn't, you know, in the game. I don't know that that's just from what I see. I know Tyler fans are, are they they tired of hearing me talk about him and, and kill him after he have, you know, these 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 big games points wise, you know. But I, I'm not the box score type of guy, like so I'm not looking into the box score as much as other people are. Well, that's a yes and a no thing, man. And I'll say it like this. Just quickly on the box score, I'm going to make a point um, on the box score, and it kind of leans more towards you could say. That's why I said it's a yes and no thing, because like you can look at the box score, and you can make it say what you want to. And that's kind of why you know me. I'm a classic what-do-I-see kind of guy. I'll use the box score to fill in the blank. So if I'm just looking up some stuff, to kind of, excuse me, say what happened. But for the most part, man, you know, it's about what I saw on the floor. Now, I've seen, you know, a lot of interesting things go across my feed, and I've seen this thing mentioned several times, especially across the last couple of games. And when you think about the Golden State game in Tyler, 
and again, I, like you said, I, I said we weren't going to do this because we wanted to give it a couple more games. But um, at halftime, he had 14 shot attempts and 14 points. Say that again. Think about it. At halftime against Golden State, he had 14 shot attempts and 14 points. Mm. Now, if you'll say this, in the second half, where the Miami Heat ran off with it, where we both agreed that they pretty much controlled and owned the game, Tyler Hero had four shot attempts and 12 points. See? Do with that what you may deem. I'm just the messenger. Listen, I, I, hey. See, that's one of those times where the box scores kind of speak for itself, though. It's like, yeah, but no, you're no. still using what you yeah. see. You, you know what I mean? We're still right. using what yeah. we see. But it's like the box score said it. It's like, yo, when you chuck in, I mean, and, and there are times, and, 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 and I think we've talked about this. There are times where you need him to absolutely go out there and just get some shots up because, like, nothing is happening. Nobody else is. is. But. Again, I think that goes back to like reading the room and spoke pushing the right buttons and being able to make the right calls and find the right balance. It's like you got to be able to, I don't want to say hone him in at the right time, but there has to be something that you can communicate with Tyler from this aspect. Like, okay, now, all right, like now take six shots in six minutes. Like, not right now, but now, go, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and that's another thing. Like, he take the shots. He take bad shots and bad moments a lot, also. Like, like if that makes sense. But oh, and I'm gonna tell you, and, and again, not making no excuse for him because you're right. But he hit a lot of big shots, and you can't be clutch if you're Absolutely. not willing to take. Absolutely, you yes. can't be if, you, if you're not willing clutch. to take some. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's why though, he's only clutch because he take those shots that you be like, no, yes. You know what I'm saying? No, I hundred percent agree with you. I I, I, mean, I agree with know. that. I agree with I that. I mean, we like like I said, I think I think they're figuring it out, man. Like you said, the ball movement situation, it, it is a lot. It, let's just be honest, it is a little more crisp and fluid when Tyler isn't in there. But see, what I will say, go ahead. My thing is, they're four or five years in, okay? Like uh, the whole, you know, we're they're figuring it out, and they're fig like that right there bothers me. Like we're five years in with this team, man. I like I I just yeah I, I'm not into that. Like I'm not going to say they'll figure it out or they still trying to figure each other. I, I I'm not like come up with another excuse for me. No, I get it. I get it. Right. So my thing is this, and that that kind of leads right into exactly what I was going to say, and that's why I say like this thing we got, this synergy we got is beautiful because like. Wow, I agree that the ball movement is more fluid and crisp when Tyler isn't on the floor. What you see since he's it, I mean, and I, and I think I saw a little bit of it to begin the season before he, you know, injured himself. But you definitely see a concerted effort, um, a concentrated effort since he's come back to move the ball. Like I said, he do have those three, four minutes where he's just like, yo, I'm going to shoot this joint. I'm going to make something happen. But. I do see a little more let the ball have light from Tyler. Like Tyler's actively trying to get his teammates involved. I think he hears the noise, but more so even than that, he understands that 
that's the way that him and the team is more effective. So it's not even for me. And I don't think I've been there for two years. So I don't, I don't you know what I mean? Not that you was putting me in that box, but I think I've been away from that from two years from figuring it out because I've kind of been saying, no, it's just going to be decisions made by Spo and choices made by Tyler in that is his, is, is it going to be me or is it going to be us? Because if it's us and you know me, I've long been this, come off the bench. If you come off the bench, ain't none of these issues no more because you can do what you want when you out there with four bench dudes. When you out there with four bench dudes, take all the shots and let them fill in where you can't get none. But if you're not going to do that, then you have to learn how to play with the other four dudes who are the starters. And that means moving the rock, letting it have life. And when it's your moment to shine, when you're in position and got your matchup, go get busy. But don't, you know what I mean, put a square peg in a round hole otherwise. Uh, that's, that's a good analogy. I, I, I agree with that. I just wish that, you know, Tyler was Tyler was a you know I, I, like I got a hot like I'm not a, obviously I'm not a I'm not a fan of Tyler like we all know that like, I'm not a basketball fan of Tyler Heroes. but he plays for my team so I, I'm not I would shot, want him way, I would I'm want him to shot. be better than what he like like I want him to succeed like you can see it in him like like you see it in him so like you just like you want him to 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 hit that stride and hit that gear because I think if he does reach his potential. Or reach his ceiling that everyone think he can be and what he's capable of. This team is going to win a championship. That's why I'm I'm so like, come on, Tyler, you got to get it because I know if he does and when he does, this Miami Heat team is going to win the championship. Well, see, I agree too, but if what you're saying when he reaches the peak of what he does for this team or when he reaches the peak of what he is as a player because i don't think that that happens until jimmy leaves now once he realizes whoa how to wait, reach wait 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 say that again so you don't think because I, I i think I, I think i misunderstood you so, so I, want you, I want you to say that again are you asking once he reaches the peak of what he can be for this group, or are you saying once he reaches the peak of what he can be as a player? What he can reach as a player, what he can reach as a player, I believe he can reach it at with this team also. I, I don't think it's going to take Jimmy to leave for him to reach that because I, I think Jimmy's fine with the just let me step back. I shouldn't have like let, let me step back. Tyler, you go get yours. Bam, you go get yours. I got us. I shouldn't have to go out there and, and average 36 against Milwaukee for us for us to, you know, to beat these guys. It like you we're not a trash team. It is like so come on. Like I need y'all to step it up come playoff time. So I think. Once Tyler reaches his peak as a player we think he can be, it's easy selling to back to the NBA Finals. That's the problem I have with, with, with Tyler. So, all right, I guess help me understand this real quick. See, because this is why I didn't want to do this, because I knew this was going to turn into a 15-minute conversation. And we and we were supposed to be in and out, Dean. But anyway, 
Um, well, <clears throat> do you think Tyler? You think Tyler's in his own way? Is what you're saying? Yes. Yes, I think and Tyler's what, in his own way. Okay, and 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 I think I know, but but for the sake of the people, for the sake of you know, entertainment. What 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 specifically about Tyler Hero puts him in his own way from reaching his full potential? Um, of course, that you think he can reach with this group, and not that I disagree with you after hearing your explanation, because if you think about it, I mean, I guess he could. It'll just be harder. But um, again, what about you know what about the way that he goes about doing it right now um, puts himself in his own way from doing that, Dean? Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't want to say arrogance but I, I i think i think it's mental i think it's something mental like i i don't know i, I think because it's it's not it's obviously not his game I, I i think it's something mental that that's that's in his own way i, I don't know if you think he's i don't know i i, I don't want to say it but i i think it's mental i, I think it's something mental so just to like put a nice pin on it so we don't get in trouble um you basically saying that you think he's trying so hard to succeed or prove that he's who he's portrayed to be that he's tripping himself up because he running he's moving his feet so fast that he's tripping up instead of getting ahead yeah like like that that could be the key like you ever heard this i know you ever i know you heard it but the saying you gotta crawl before you walk type of thing Tyler has all the potential to be like to be that but it's just I I don't I, I'm t it gotta be something mental like I, I think there's something I think he's if he calmed down and, and let his game come to him I had a lot of coaches tell me that I was playing too fast I was playing too ahead of myself I had a lot of problems with you know turning the ball over when I was playing basketball and the coaches were telling me, I'm moving too fast. Like, I, like you got to slow down. You're moving too fast. Maybe that could be the problem with Tyler. Like, you know, he's moving too fast. Like, he's tripping over his own feet. Like, you know, with, with that type, with that saying. Like, I, I, that's why I think it's something mental up there that's that's holding him back. Okay. Okay. Well, um, as the season continues to progress, like I said, there will be more evidence and more um, I mean, one way or another, or at least more data points um, to continue to debate or, you know, make analysis of, or I guess to analyze, so to speak, um, because I don't think we really get an answer. Like you said, um, if we can make a run, I mean, we don't need to see him at his full potential to make a run. We just need him to yeah, play to Miami Heat. Yeah. We don't need to We've seen it before. Right. We but we need him to play a Miami Heat brand of ball because something that he can do at an elite level, just put the ball in the hole, can come at a like a massive, can come in like such a great help. Um, so I mean that just is what it is. All yeah. right. Now back to this Golden State win for a little bit before um we move on to Utah, who the Miami Heat play on Saturday evening at five o'clock Eastern. I'm thinking I I, I wanna say, I think that's what I saw. Um there was a couple of things of note that for me in this Golden State game, and I'll just put them out there and let, and then I'll, you know, me and Dean will kind of rap about it and then I'll let him get, you know, get his final thoughts off on the Golden State game if he had any. Um, look, man, 
Eric Spolster is a maniac. He loves these games where he doesn't have his full roster, his full deck of cards. Um, when Spo got to put a patchwork unit, a patchwork group, a patchwork rotation, when Spo got to do some crazy stuff, um, that's when he's at his absolute best. Um, you know, you see a lot of guys that cover the Miami Heat. Um, they, they're forever and notoriously notating how, like, you know, they should be shopped or, you know, they, they, they believe this was going to happen because they see it happen all the time. Um, this is just what Coach Poster does. And it, and it all takes you back to the fact that even he acknowledged before the season that, um, and I want to misquote him, but if not the deepest team, one of the deepest teams he's ever had from a depth perspective. And again, that's kind of how this Miami Heat team can do to you what other Miami Heat teams haven't been able to do to you in recent years, which is just overwhelm you wave after wave after wave after wave of guy that can get it done. I mean, we're talking Jimmy Butler when he's healthy, of course. We're talking Bam Adebayo. Kyle Lowry's been shooting the ball better. I know you hate to hear that, Dean, but it's true. We mentioned Kevin Love and what he's been able to do. Yeah, you haven't seen Caleb Martin healthy, but when he came back for that first game, he showed you what he could do when he's right. I mean, you got Duncan Robinson who's had a resurgence. Yeah, we're talking about Tyler Irvo taking a lot of shots, but when he get it going, he can get it going. Bam Adebayo was at his most aggressive that we've ever seen. Hey, Thomas Bryans, we've been making the best out of his 10 minutes when he get it. We've seen Orlando Robinson being able to knock down a three ball, get you some buckets when you get in the paint. I mean, Josh Richardson can go on little tears where he's scoring back-to-back threes, hitting clutch threes, nailing the shots you need in the lake. Jamal Kane just went for a career high. 18 points against Golden State. I mean, shall I go on because I could? All I'm saying is that this Miami Heat team, um, that depth is real. And all of those guys can hurt you if you give them the opportunity to. Shout out to Hayward Hasman if he just hit another corner three after locking your best player down. But, um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, this Miami Heat team's depth is real. And I think that was on full display in Golden State where, like I said, and I can't reiterate enough, they went into their house, a floor where they hadn't lost a game in eight straight games there, and they mollywhopped them. Um, they controlled the game from the second quarter, from the end, well, from the second half, the beginning of the second half to the end. Um, the entire second half, they controlled the game. Um, so I definitely wanted to highlight the depth. Um, did you did you want to comment on the depth there, Dean? Um, yeah, because last night I was looking at when I was watching the game. It it, it scares me. That, and I'm thinking way ahead of myself, but I just got to get this particular player off this team. It scares me that you no, know, this team is so deep. Like th- this is this is a really deep team, but it scares me that you know the front office is going to like this team. Like we're real deep. We don't need to make any moves. So my thing is, once once that time comes, since this team's so deep and they don't want to mess with it, and I don't blame them for that. But I think a, a certain player is still going to be on this team once the trade deadline comes, and that's the only thing that fear that scares me about this team being so deep. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Um, what? What? I could ask you two numbers about this player. I could either ask you what number of jersey does this player make, or how much does this player make on average per year across his contract? And I'm sure those will be indicative of the player that you're talking about. Yeah, but he he didn't play last night, so that that that's another. Uh, oh, oh, okay. That's another little hint. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to say his name, but that's the only thing. But no, like in all seriousness, though. But I I do agree. I think this is probably one of the most deepest teams that the Heat has ever had, and 
you know, it's a good thing. And hopefully, you know, during the playoffs time come in those early rounds where we don't need to play Jimmy 42 minutes, you know, we can use this team. I mean, we can use, you know, these players. So, you know, hopefully that, that's like a, a good thing. I mean, and, and I forgot to mention R.J. Hampton. Um, he's been he, getting he's a couple pretty of, solid. Yeah, night. he's been getting a couple, a couple of ticks, um, especially you know with your favorite guy Kyle Lowry being out, um, and he still has to find his offense and his footing um, in this Miami Heat system as well. But at the same time, um, you know you like the things that he showed. He's fitting in. He's trying hard. He did get out of transition and finish a couple things, leaning into his strengths. So you just like to you just like to um, you know see him exercising those rights when he had an opportunity. Um, I also didn't mention this guy, but I guess it was good because it takes us right into our next topic. Um, the second thing that I really liked about the Golden State game, Nikola Jovic got some minutes, man. We saw Nico Jovic get some minutes. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and he excelled. He showed you a little ball handling. Um, he really showed you the ability to move his feet, which is something that I think has kept him out of the lineup. Um, I mean, like I said, he, he just showed you some things. What did you see? Did you see anything? Did you did you like the Nikola Jovic minutes, Dean? Did you have a problem with it? If you did like it, what did you like? If you had a problem, what did you like? What did you not like? Uh, listen, I ain't I I, I ain't going. I ain't trying to say nothing. But we're twenty eight minutes into the show and we ain't say a word about him. I ain't want to be the one to bring him up. So I, I I just like kept it quiet. I know yeah, Jamal Kane played great last night. Yeah, Tyler played good. Bam did what he did, and R.J. Hampton played all right, and and Jaime he played great again last night. But that's not the guys I wanted to talk about. But I just ain't want to bring his name up. Listen, man, every time he steps on the court, I get I just I get a tingly feeling inside. I just get so excited. I just get excited. K. Listen, he's gonna be. The few, uh, one of the, the of the future pieces of this team. I don't think Miami's going to let him go. I think they actually believe in his talent. They like his talent. They just want him to grow a little bit more. They want him to understand a little bit more. He has not, like, I don't know why people would, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what's this issue with, with the fan base in him? I understand why a lot of people are so get so horny about this guy. Like, I, I can see it. Like, his, he got a nice game. He's a good player. But, you know, like, he, do, he does have to grow. He has to develop. And I think that's what Miami's doing. They're holding him back a little bit so he can grow, he can develop. So when they do use him, it's his, full, it's his full potential is all on display on the court, not just half of it. So, yeah, I'm excited about Nicola. I like what he did last night. He, you know, he did, like, you know, this is how he played overseas. This is how he played, you know, like, this is – this is some. When he gets on the court, he's going to do good things like this. He had a pretty good game last night. What can I say? Hopefully he does it. Hopefully he get more playing time tomorrow. Is it tomorrow night or or Sunday night against Utah? Yeah, it'll be um on Saturday against Utah. But basically, man, like you said, um, there was a lot of people that had things to say about him. But I mean. You have to trust the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat is giving you no reason to trust them. When you got some clay like this um, to mold, then you have to believe that the Miami Heat are going to do what's best. And speaking of that, um, you know, don't take our word for it. Um, how about take this guy's word for it? Um, and then Nico, you know, also uh, 
has been getting a, a lot better behind the scenes. And, and we live in a microwave society right now, and, and particularly in pro sports. Uh, he's 20 years old. His head coach has seen progress. If he's not playing, that doesn't mean that he has not making progress or that we're given up on him. We're developing him. And some of these moments uh, in the G League, I think, are really important. Sometimes it's important uh, when you lose and then you get angry about it and you figure out how you can impact winning, you know, the next time. And so he's had great moments in the G League and he's also had tough moments. And I think all of that is part of player development. Uh, but he's been preparing and, and all of these experiences have been really good for him. And then when we needed him, you know, in that second quarter, and then also in the fourth quarter, he was prepared and gave us really good minutes. I mean, I don't think there's much else to say. I think Listen. that the Miami, the Miami he's head coach just, you know, summed it up perfectly. Said the same thing I just said. He just, he just worded it better. That's it. I mean, I, the, and that's literally, the same, K, man. you just said the same thing I just said. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Like, you're right. And that's why I was like, you know what? Let me just relax. hurry up and get to this clip. Just hurry and get to the clip. Um, You got a lot of trading. You got a lot of, well, he's a peach. You got a lot of, well, why aren't they playing him? You got a lot of this. You got a lot of that. And all I can say is trust both. Um, trust the system. They haven't let us down yet. Um, I want to highlight got, the fact. He's got, he got, he got, he put a lot of money oh, absolutely. over the year. Absolutely. The year absolutely, man. I want to highlight that they got, um, and maybe I'll get the numbers messed up, but hey, who cares? I know what I'm talking about. They got Bam at what, 14? They got Tyler at what, 13? They got Hame at what, 18? They got this dude at what, like 20, 21, 20, 27? What what they get? Something. All I'm saying is, 20, either way, you know what I mean? I can't remember specific numbers right now, and I could easily pull them up. Um, but I said that to say, the Miami Heat don't. They don't play around with this draft pick business, man. Um, they get the guys at certain positions, and they're able to take them and make the most out of them. So, again, when you're talking about a piece of clay that they have the mold, such as a 6'10", 6'11", guy with point guard skills, um, who you're going to teach Miami Heat defense and Miami Heat grit, um, you have to be patient because when they do see fit to put them on the floor, as you saw in Golden State on Thursday night, when they do see fit to put them on the floor, He's going to be capable of doing some things that are going to make you go, mm, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, his ability to push the pace and push the rock, for one, you can already see that. And find guys. Like, he made some passes last night. They didn't convert the shots, but he made some passes last night off the, off the push. Um, and I'm talking full court, grab and go, put, taking it from the out of bounds, bringing it all the way up the court, and finding guys for open shots um, that, you know, like you said, Damon, it made you, it gave you chills. Like, all right, I can see Tyler on the other end of that. I can see Bam breaking off a pick and roll from this dude. I can see Hame slashing. All I'm saying is just think about that. Um, Coach Bo said it, man. Anything else you got on Nicole Yovich before we move on to Saturday and talk about a little bit what these Utah Jazz going to get done to them? No, nah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and move on. All right, all right, all right. So as we have been mentioning, um, the Miami Heat's next game is on Saturday evening against the Utah Jazz in Utah a part of this little Western Western Conference soiree they got going on. They got the Jazz on Saturday. On New Year's Day, they have the Clippers. Um, two days after that, well, a day or so after that, on Wednesday, January 3rd, they have the Lakers. They have the Suns next Friday, on Friday, January the 5th, before finally coming back home um, on Monday, January 8th, 
to face the Houston Rockets. But again, um, on Saturday at 5 o'clock p.m., they'll be traveling into Utah to face the Utah Jazz. And what I do know is that Laurie Markman has been in and out of the lineup a little bit, spotty over the last couple games. But he's been more in and out, not nothing serious, nicks and bruises. So he'll probably be in the lineup. Um, I know that Clarkson was out for a little bit, but he's been back in the lineup. Um, I mean, I know even with that, though, you had Colin Sexton stepping up, playing good ball. Um, in their absence, you know, Chris Dunn has been getting some time off the bench. Taylor Horton, Taylor Horton Tucker, I wanted that's THT. Yeah, he's been, you know, playing good ball, giving them a few good minutes. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at this Miami Heat team and this Utah Jazz team, a Utah Jazz team that are probably going to be sellers at the deadline, um, and this Miami Heat team, this Miami Heat team should be able to go in there and get a victory against them. Um, what are you thinking on that game, Dean? Um, I, I'm I, to be completely honest, I'm looking past this game. I'm looking more forward to, to that Clippers game, and I think a lot of the Heat players are too. I mean, who wants to be in in Utah at 5 p.m. on a Saturday? Let, let's just be honest. Uh, I, I th- this might be a game. This is like a game that you know teams like Miami like they lose these type of games. You go in there on a Saturday, and and at the end of December. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's what scared the hell out of me when you said you're looking past this game. In my mind, I'm like, yep. And that's what scared the hell out of me. Because the Miami Heat probably got that same mindset. Going yeah. to spend two days. Well, no, not two days. Shoot. They play on the first, and then the Lakers game ain't for the third, and they might not even leave for the next day. So going to spend three, four days out in L.A. too? Come on, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of these Heat players are looking past this game. Uh, that's just that's just how the NBA works. Let's just be honest. Like you don't want to be in Utah in December on a Saturday playing at five p.m. in the afternoon, like me in high school. And they gonna like, spend you know, New Year's in L.A. They gonna be in L.A. for New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they Come they, on, they ready to get bro. up out of Utah. Ah, you saying it's a schedule L? So yeah, I I honestly, if we honestly speaking, I, Miami's gonna lose this game. I, I got Miami losing this game just for that simple reason. Miami, man. You're killing me, Smalls. Because, I mean, like I, been, like I told you a couple times earlier in, 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 in situations, there are no monsters in the East for real. For real. Even the Celtics can be had. Um, I got to see KP healthy throughout the remainder of the season. I have to see Jalen Brown be able to handle the ball without giving it up in big-time postseason moments. Um, you know, I have to see Tatum actually, you know, continue to elevate himself into the position of being one of the absolute faces of the league and not just being crowned it by the, you know, the networks and all of that jazz using him on promos, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I got to see Damian Lillard play a, a, a good enough batch of defense to help his team continue to trust through the playoffs. And I got to see them trust their coach. I mean, there are just things that I have to see from those other guys. I have to see Joel and B finally do it in the playoffs and not just be the MVP of the regular season, but be the regular season MVP that's dominating the playoffs. I have to see that because what I've seen more often than I have not in the Jimmy Butler Tindler tenure in Miami is him put his team on his back and carry them to the finals. And of course, with everything we've spoken about um, throughout this podcast, whether it be Tyler Hero's elevation, although with questionable sock selection at time, um, whether it be Bam Adebayo's elevation, um, you love his aggression. We're about to get into his whole shot selection thing. And not that you ever want him to not be aggressive, 
But, you know, beggars can't be choosers, so we ain't really got to that. But I will say that something we might talk about for next episode. Bam gonna shoot that midi. And, and certain guys, he go, he, he, he go to um, you know what I mean, make a point again. But we'll talk about that moving forward. I mean, it's basically, you know, a situation where, you know, we're gonna try to make sure that we're on top of things, make sure that we're coming at you consistently. Um, I think we had a few technical issues, so you know, either way, I'm glad that we got everything we could get out of the way. Um, listen, man, I thank you for lending your ear to this sound. That was Dean. I'm Kay, and this is the Bits Game Breakdown. We out. <laughs>